Welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Maddie Wollner, a multiple business owner, life coach, busy mom of three, and curious student of life. This podcast is a place for inspired women to gather. Each week, I will share personal stories, quick inspo, strategies that you can implement right away, and engage in real conversations with badass women who have made the conscious decision to live a life on purpose, one that they have intentionally designed and that they now demand. No more allowing our lives to be defined by everyone else. No more putting ourselves on the back burner. No more living in a state of default and never going after our goals or our dreams. We are going to live our best lives on our terms. Living on purpose is our goal, and we're going to get after it starting right now. Okay, peeps, this part of the show is my big old virtual hug, and thank you for reviewing my podcast, My Labor of Love. These ratings and reviews seriously mean the world to me. This comment comes from Orange West. Orange says, inspiring conversations that make you realize you can do it too. Maudie is a wonderful host and inspiring woman herself who lets us see we can design the life we truly want and interviews women who back this up. Great podcast. This legit made my entire week. Thank you so much, Orange West. And I would love to hear what you think of the show. Leave a review and I will make sure to get a shout out to you on a future episode. Well, hello and welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. You are tuning in to episode 23. And today you just get me a few little stories, some tips, and some inspo. Today's going to be a quickie because we're talking about self-care and I don't want to overcomplicate things. I don't want to leave this podcast feeling like I shed too much light on a situation or a topic that really doesn't need light. It needs compassion. <laughs> and let me tell you why I feel that way. A couple years ago when I had my my major, major anxiety attack that that put me in urgent care and medicated and into therapy, it was right around the time that self-care became the trendy topic. Uh, it's right around the time when everybody was talking about self-care. And I'm a striver. I am a competitor. And so I went after self-care with like mad hustle, right? I was self-caring so hard that eventually I realized that it was stressing me out. I was doing things that on the surface seemed really healthy and really good for me and they should feel great and calming. But I was doing so much of it, so many things that the appointments were draining me. Too much of a good thing can be backwards, right? Can take us backwards, can be negative. I was doing yoga and facials and massages and waxing and getting my nails done. It was like my calendar was so full of of the self-care kind of things that you should be doing that I was really a mess. And um, it is this competitor instinct in me that got me into this trouble. Um, I've really always been I've always, I've always been a competitor. I, I remember in sixth grade, it really dawned on me that 
not everything is a competition. I was in um, a lip sync and me and a couple girlfriends completely slayed our lip sync to Wild Thing. And after the whole uh, lip sync program, I went up to the PTA president and I said, who won? And she gave me this look, this confused um, look. And she just said, Maudie, it's not a competition. It's just for fun. And it was at that moment that I realized, holy moly, everything doesn't have to be a competition. And for me, being competitive has really been helpful in a lot of ways. You know, starting my businesses, both of them from scratch, being a young single mom, really, those really helped me, helped me strive and hustle uh, my way to success. It's been um, great, but it's also been detrimental in, in the self care realm. I think being scrappy and hustling can be really, really um, unhealthy. So I just wanted to start out by reminding you that when it comes to self-care, there there should be zero competition. There really is zero competition. Self-care, in my opinion, is all about what you need in any given moment. It really isn't about the latest fad or trend and trying to slay meditation or yoga or, you know, I don't even, mindfulness, visualization. Once we get into the mindset of we have to achieve something when it comes to self-care, I think that's when we start going down the slippery slope of not doing self-care for the right reasons. So my first question, I guess, would be, why why do you practice self-care? And it's and I'm not even going to go into the reasons that I do because again I don't want us to get into down that slippery slope of comparison. And I think it's really important to take a minute to ask yourself why do you practice self-care? Take a minute and just write write your answers down so that as we get into this podcast and as I share what I do and uh, as I share what some of um, the people that I asked about self-care do, you can always go back to your reasons why. You don't have to um, do any of the things that I suggest if the things that I suggest are not in line with the reasons that you laid out. So that's number one. But let's get into some of my pieces of advice for self-care. And the first one, the one that I, you know, I'm constantly reminding myself about is that we don't have to keep up with anyone else. Uh, the fact that your self-routine, you know, the fact that your self-care routine is unique and doesn't look like a Pinterest board is absolutely wonderful and beautiful. Self-care is really a practice and it is not something that needs to be mastered or conquered or checked off. I think it really is a practice that can be infused into our day constantly if done the right way and healthy and safe way as opposed to using it as a competition. So my first piece of advice is you don't have to keep up with anyone. Do this for you. Uh, and my next leads me to my next tip, which is that, and this is the biggest one that I really had to take a look at, is that self-care is different for each and every one of us. 
And our self-care will look differently in different seasons of our lives, right? Um, And so as uh, our self-care and our needs change, as we, you know, my kids are getting older, my oldest Aiden is about to start applying for colleges. When he leaves the house, it's going to be different. And my kids are are older. So my self-care that I that I need today is so different than 10 years ago when I had little babes or running around like crazy, like mad, you know? Uh, even in my businesses, my self-care today looks so different than it did when I really was working my booty off and hustling in the business to get them off the ground. So our self-care is just going to look different in different seasons of our lives. And I think that's something to just remember because what had worked in the past may not be working now and there is nothing wrong with that might just be time to adjust. So to honor that suggestion, my um my tip is to create a self-care menu. Really a list of things that you can choose from depending on what you need in that moment. So I want to help you create a menu today. Just I'm just going to give you a couple tips, but but on that same piece of paper that you wrote down or in your phone in notes, the same thing that you, same area that you wrote down why you practice self care. Start a menu, okay? And we're going to get into that. Uh, but the most important thing here, and this, you know, I keep saying this, but all of this is hard for me. It really is. It continues to be hard for me. This one right here is a tough one. I think the most important thing is really to learn to slow down enough in our lives that once we have this menu created that we're going to get into, we allow ourselves to slow down enough so that we can take some time and create some space to realize what we actually really need. You know, I was moving so quickly back when I had my anxiety attack, right, and I started, quote unquote, self-caring myself to death, that I didn't even, I didn't even take a moment to really ask myself, my body, my mind, what, what I need. We're so good at hustling through everything that when we hustle through everything, we really ignore what our soul and our body need. We really ignore how we're feeling, right? It's so easy to just hustle through all that. So this tip right here may be the hardest for some of us, and it constantly has been for me and continues to be for me, is to slow your roll, tap into how you're feeling, so that when you look at your menu, you know exactly where to go, okay? So When we look at our self-care menu and we look at it from a place of love and nourishment and compassion, we can ask ourselves, how are we really feeling? And here's some of the things on my menu, and I would love to hear what's on your menu. I would love to hear. So, you know, shoot me some messages, make some comments, tell me what's on your menu. So, for example, yesterday, (laughs) here was my menu. I woke up feeling pretty cranky. And as I was driving to work, I kept yawning and yawning and yawning. And I knew that I could really use an energy boost. So a couple of things that are on my menu when I'm feeling like I could use an energy boost is to get out and exercise. 
preferably for myself outside. Another thing on my menu would be to drink a healthy smoothie or eat a healthy meal. Those are some of the things that I do for myself when I need an energy boost. And also, I didn't even realize that this was on my menu, but I tapped right into it yesterday, is um, rocking out to some 80s or 90s rock, really listening to music that pumps me up and gets my blood flowing. That helps my energy. Uh, Another uh, thing, another area on my menu is when I'm feeling sad. When I'm feeling sad... I think it's important for me to remember that it's okay to feel this way. Uh, Feelings are neither right nor wrong. It's how we react to them. And sometimes feeling sad is, and it's a natural, and sometimes we need to honor that. We need to honor what our body is telling us. And so if I'm feeling sad, some of the things that are on my menu um, is just a, a big cry, right? Just to curl up in the fetal position for a few minutes and let it all out. Another, um, idea is that I journal out my feelings. I really write down my true feelings. I honor that sadness so that I can release that eventually. Another idea is to ask a loved one for a nice long hug. I don't I don't know the stats on this, but I know that most of us give hugs that are way too short. And once we lengthen out uh, the hug, uh, things kick in. I don't have the science behind it, but I know that it helps a mood. Uh, You can ask uh, a best friend to have a phone conversation to talk it out. You can even schedule an appointment with a therapist, depending on how sad you're feeling. So on my menu for feeling sad, those are some of the things. When I'm feeling drained or exhausted, and it's different than needing or wanting an energy boost. If I'm feeling drained or exhausted, that I've just been going, going, going for way too long, some of the things on my list are to take a bath. I love a good bath right before bed. Um, Another thing is to read an easy book, drink some chamomile tea, something without uh, caffeine, to pray and to meditate. Those are some of the things that are on my drained and exhausted list that honor those feelings so that I could really truly rest my body. Um, When I'm feeling cranky or just blah, right? Like I'm feeling uninspired. I uh, focus on getting eight hours of sleep. Uh, We could also go for a long walk in nature. Exercise always helps my creativity and my inspiration and my blah feeling. That's just me. Another thing that we can do when we get cranky or blah is to get our butts off of social media. There is nothing worse, in my opinion, than being in a bad mood and hopping on uh, Instagram and Facebook and seeing how awesome everybody else is feeling in that moment. That might just be me, but that is definitely on my self-care menu. If we're feeling overwhelmed or behind, aka me this morning as I record this podcast late on the day that it's actually due... Um, some of the things we could do is actually tackle the nagging tasks that we've been procrastinating on. This is on my list, okay? This is definitely on my self-care list because procrastination is one of my hangups. Absolutely for sure, 100%. And as I procrastinate longer and longer on something that's important to me, that means something to me, I start to feel it in my body, right? I start to feel behind and I don't like that feeling. So, Um, By tackling this podcast, by tackling a nagging task, I really am honoring myself and my self-care. 
Also, when we're feeling overwhelmed and behind, we could, this is going to be crazy for some of you, we could ask for help. We can ask our kids for help. We can ask our partner or our friends to give us some help when we are feeling overwhelmed or behind. Okay, so that is kind of what I have going on. Those are some of the ways that when I'm feeling a certain way, I can tap into my self-care menu that honors and nourishes my feeling in a compassionate way. Now, this tip is my most favorite of all, and I love talking to my clients about this because this is a big one. Um, My favorite item on my self-care menu is using my no. By saying no to people and things that are not serving me, that are not in line with my values, and that are taking away from things that are actually very important to me, like this podcast, like my family, like my businesses, right? Creating solid boundaries by really choosing with care and intention, what we say yes to and say no to everything else. I really believe that saying no should be on every one of our self-care menus. (laughs) Yesterday, uh, we had, no, it wasn't yesterday. When I wrote my notes, it was yesterday, a couple days ago, we had a house full of family. And, you know, it's December 31st when I'm recording this podcast. We have literally had a house full of family this entire holiday season. And I was sitting on the couch. Everybody was in my house. I was taking a minute to rest. And I realized that I was feeling like totally drained. And I was totally void of the Christmas spirit. It had really been sucked out of me because of the busy that was going on in my life. My energy was super low. I was feeling off. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to feel this way. I want to feel something different. I was really craving some energy and some spirit. And I I, w- I want to pause here and just let you know that there was no judgment in the way I was feeling, right? The fact that I was feeling blah and low energy, there, there's nothing wrong with that. What I slowed down enough to realize is that instead of hustling through and pretending that it was different... I kind of sat and I thought, oh, wow, I am low energy. I am pretty tired. I'm feeling blah. I'm going to honor that because I'm craving something different. So I told the fam that I'm going on a 45-minute walk and nobody cared, right? Life life continued to move in my house as I, you know, popped on for me an inspiring podcast and I got my miles in. Uh, when I got home, I was feeling I was feeling re-energized, and I made a pot pot of coffee, and I was able to step back into what I was really craving and the Christmas spirit, and being there for the people that I really love, and being able to have those engaging conversations that I didn't want to miss out on. And you guys, that's that's what I'm talking about right there, right here. Is is that kind of self care? Is really honoring your body in the moment honoring what your mind and soul needs right then and there in a compassionate, non-judgy way. Because self-care is not selfish. If we're not showing up as our best authentic self, guess who suffers? And I mean, obviously we do if we're not showing up as our best selves, but so does everybody else that we love and care for. 
And if there's no other reason for you to get your self-care practice on today, use that one. Do it for the people that love and depend on you, okay? And then once you're ready to get past that, I say you get your self-care on for you because, sister, you deserve it. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living on Purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you loved this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way, you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time always keep living on purpose.